Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. It's morning. Then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. We just got set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Um, Saving this spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. It's a 170. That was money. I think he's down right over there. 10 yards. Woo! Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. We got a good one coming at you guys today. This is, uh, if you listen to this on Wednesday, this is the prime rib version. If it's on Thursday, <laughs> right. it's the, um, it's like the strip steak version. So <laughs> we hope you guys, we're catching you guys on a Wednesday. Um, we have out disabled outdoorsman on, uh, Weston Jenkins from Texas. This is a college age, uh, guy, man who is doing huge things for this disabled, uh, community, community, hunting wise, outdoors wise, um, motivational. He has huge plans that I, I think are incredibly solid. He goes over in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about some awesome hunts that he's took it, took some disabled, uh, uh, a wheelchair hunt, a fully, fully paralyzed. Oh, yeah. And then a, uh, 
Double amputee? Double amputee, yeah. Homie's, homie's helping me out here. <laughs> Keep them straight. But, yeah, um, this he, is an incredible episode. Very uh, motivational for us, you know. Yeah, just watching his videos is, is motivational. You know, I was watching them and um, got me kind of pumped up, you know. Yeah, check them out. Instagram, uh, Facebook, and YouTube, Disabled out, uh, Outdoorsman. Um, we follow all their social media, so you can go to, if you follow ours, go to ours, look through the following and we'll there be there. So, um, we'll get right into the partners and get to this show. We're going to start off with the title sponsor, the VIP veteran broadhead. Homie, are you going to go turkeys with a bow or no? No. You're not? Not at least until I get one down. If yeah. I get one down, and I've always said when I get one down, yeah. I go the second one with, with a bow. The, the need for content is hard, right? Yeah. But like feeling if, that pressure. If my wife kills one, I'm going with a bow. If my wife don't kill one, I'm gonna go right with a boomstick. <laughs> the full limits. Or I, I get limits, I get bro. Limits, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I get limits, bro. Gun. So uh, cocky shit. Ever. Yeah. Seen <laughs> no, I never get limits. I don't even know. What <laughs> I just had to get that barrel sticker because it was sick. But, but uh, yeah, um, hopefully be able to send a veteran through a turkey. The last veteran I sent through a turkey was a complete pass through, and I never found the arrow. Just blew right through the turkey, right into the dirt. So, uh, super jacked about that. You got the VIP Veteran Broadhead shout-out? I do. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. All right. This week's VIP Veteran Broadhead shout-out is Bradley Collins. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The the, the pit guy? The American flag pit guy? <laughs> yes. Oh, this guy, he is, he is a fan on another level. Just letting you guys know that. <laughs> um, Bradley is an Army medic for six years. He did one tour in Afghanistan from 2010 to 2011, served in Germany and Fort Campbell, where he is currently a civilian EMT for the base. Uh, he found us through a mutual friend and became a big fan. Not a top fan, but a big fan. <laughs> I think he's a top fan now. <laughs> he is. <Yeah. laughs> and uh, he went all the way back to episode one and is caught up now. And uh, through listening to this podcast, he now shoots the veteran broadhead. So, nice. Bradley, we appreciate you uh Supporting VIP, um, supporting this podcast, and for your service, man. Yeah, I'm. I uh, have became very good friends with Bradley. Also, super solid guy. Um, he's on social media. If you guys need a a, a, a good guy to follow, what's his page? Um, page. Collins Forty Five Outdoors. Collins Forty Five Outdoor. Go ahead and follow him. Uh, he's a comedian. He's a pretty good hunter. He's hunting on army bases, which is unique, mm -hmm. and. Uh, just a very good uh, all-around guy, dad, uh, you know, military service. Now he's serving people in, the, in the, being an EMT. So yep. hats off to you. Uh, much love from all the VIP family, Matt and Cindy, and everybody at the White Tail Legacy Podcast crew. I kind of planned a vacation to, around I know. where he lives. So That's I'm going cool. to be meeting up with him yeah. uh, July Very 4th Very cool that weekend. you're going to be able to meet a listener and, like, we have that kind of connection because of, of this podcast. Right. Very cool. So thanks for the invite, bro. No, <laughs> I couldn't make it. I got to save all my vacation for deer season. It would season, take an bro. whole episode to explain why I'm going <laughs> yeah. down there. <laughs> all right. Uh, you got something for Ingrams? I see it up there on the notes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully I'm taking a turkey fan Ingram in two days from when this releases. Oh, man. Um, you know, if you get a call last year, I get a call this year. Yeah, I mean, two days. Let, let's yeah, flip it. Yes. I'm going to do one of the Eagle uh, one of the one of the Indian fans this yeah, year, yeah, yeah, for sure, with a wing. So, hopefully... did you see the one that you showed me? It has the, the shotgun mm -hmm. shell on there. That was yeah, badass. shotgun like shell that. and the spur. So, I'm gonna take the wing up there, let him do all that prep work for me, and then uh, I'll have to buy all the stuff. But it would be very cool for him to showcase that also as something that he can do. That's 
really next level that um, most turkey hunters probably don't have. Yeah. So, so I had turkey fans up there for the local listeners to take it up there because I'm going to do the do the majigger like you. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I seen yeah. that. I was like, I got to do it. Yeah. Badass falls badass. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you guys have a local listeners, you need a turkey fan done. Ingram's Outdoor Procession is your guy. Um, ECW calls. What you got? Bro, we got the dual side calls. I know. We got the glass over the slate. Um, got mine. I was just scratching mine up, getting it fine-tuned in here on Monday night when it was really nice outside. So Nice, yeah. Um, I'm ready to go, man. Yeah, I'm ready to go there. And then we got the VIP calls also. We'll be able yep. to double pot call, get some different sounds out there. You'll be able to hit one. I'll be able to hit one at the same time. Sound like a couple hot hens over there <laughs> ready to party. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um we're going to get ready to hit the turkeys hard. Scent lock. Um, one thing you need for turkey hunting is gloves and a face mask. That's mm-hmm. a definite nece- necessary thing. And I love the gloves from scent lock. Super thin, super lightweight. Um, I might cut the finger out of it, though. I don't know. Last year I was on the fence. My shooter finger, I don't like the glove on the shooter finger, but that is something that I could do. Is that just for the trigger or for the calling? Well, both. For the calling and for the the trigger on a bow you know i mm-hmm. just i don't i don't the gloves weird me out you know if i sh- i need to shoot more with gloves but i always take it off when i i hunt so mm. i need to get used to it with the turkey you want everything camouflage as much as you can for yeah. any movement so shitlock's got you covered there if you didn't learn anything cody's weird and he shoots left-handed yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh that's it that's it let's get in the show all right, guys, we got Weston Jenkins on, another Jenkins brother from Texas, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, long-lost brother, I guess. Heck, yeah, and you are with the Disabled Outdoors men. Uh, we met through Instagram, the great social media, and I followed up on what you guys are doing, and I really wanted to have you on the show. Uh, I really liked your YouTube videos. I started watching them, and uh, pretty good, man. I like what you guys are doing. Uh, a lot of powerful stuff you guys are doing i appreciate it man yeah disabled outdoorsman is a organization that i started up two years ago while i was in college after my cousin tj DePerrier, who has muscular dystrophy um he's been diagnosed since he was five years old and every day he wakes up he's motivated and determined and he doesn't let anything come in his way man which is exactly why i created disabled outdoorsman because i found out that there's so many individuals across the united states and the world that are have the same mentality as TJ, man. They they want to get outside. They want to do the inevitable, and they want to prove everybody wrong. And they just want to enjoy the great outdoors. And you know, I thought, well, you know, there's not a brand yet that represents that community. And so I got together with my brother, and him and I drew up the logo that we have that represents the mentality and the determination of all these individuals around the world that refuse to give up and refuse to give in, and they use the outdoors as therapy. You know, a lot of these, a lot of people tell them, well, you know, why don't you just hang out inside or why don't you just do this for therapy? But, you know, in reality, that what they really want to do is get outside and enjoy the great outdoors. And, it, you know, it gets their mind off of the constant, you know, their disability that they're constantly thinking about when they're out in the outdoors with, you know, people that they really care about and love. You know, there's nothing better than that for them to cope with what they got going on in their life. And every everybody that I put on the back of my shirts is a real individual and so what that does, it gives people a perspective of who they're really supporting and what they're supporting. And 
with the sales of my shirts and hats, that's what I actually use to pay for the trips that I bring in these people on. So the first trip that we brought down was Sidney Smith. He's from Utah. And the man's never killed a whitetail before. And we wanted to change that. And so him and I, like you and I, got in contact. Cody, we got in contact on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, I shot him I shot him a message. I was like, hey, man, I really, I really you know, admire what you're doing. You're an inspiration to me. Uh, this is, you know, a little bit of background on my Instagram. And that was before I even had, you know, probably 500 followers on there. I think we had like a little over 10,000 now. Um, but he was like, yeah, man, absolutely. You know, I don't, I don't think he really took me serious of what I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, the next day I called him, I was like, Hey, when, when, when can I book your flight? So we booked this flight down here and, you know, everybody that supports us with purchasing our hats and shirts, you know, that's everybody collaborating together to make a good happen in the world. And, you know, like if everyone, it's something I think everybody can get behind and really support when you come together for a common good, man, you, it'd be people are, would be amazed at what we can accomplish, you know, with, with Nixon Watcott, who's a little boy from Utah as well, who has osteosarcoma. Um, we flew his, my, with the help of my buddy's dad, we flew him, Nixon, and all four of his family members down to Texas. So there's six of, or five of them. And, uh, you know, same, same deal. Everybody joined arms and we made it happen for the, for the greater good. So I feel like that's, that's what disabled outdoorsmen is all about is coming together, helping those out that refuse to give up and actually having a brand that can now represent this growing community. And that's incredible, man. I want to touch on a couple things you said there, watching your videos, uh, just like you were talking about, you know, your family member having the mentality of, you know, never wanting to stop or he doesn't want to be any different than anybody else. And that's what a lot everyone on the videos that I've watched is the same thing. They all have that like go get them uh, attitude, you know, and uh, they seem really happy, you know. And that one guy, um, I forget his name, but he said it was the best week, one of the best weekends of his life, you know. Uh, Larry. Uh, Larry. Oh, yeah, Larry. Yeah, Larry. Yeah. Uh, that was an, a super awesome video. Um, and uh, it's cool to see them, like, like you said, I, I'm assuming that most people do say, you know, uh, stay inside for therapy because it's so much more work to get them out there to do these events, you know. So shout out to you. I mean, uh, being a young guy uh, and doing this for other people, that that's mad respect for you, man. That is very cool. Um, I can tell that you've touched a lot of lives already and you guys just, you know, just beginning on what you guys can do. And then also – I really like your guys' new logo with that color platform with uh, Sydney on it. I follow Sydney on social media too. Um, really compelling, super solid guy. Um, really big with his family. Really big on hunting, and uh, I really like his jive and attitude also. Oh yeah, man, Sydney's one of a kind guy. He's him and I are still him and I still you know talk probably three four times a week, and we got we got some big plans for disabled outdoorsmen, and he's. He's been telling me, you know, he's in it for the long haul and he wants some change in the in the industry as well for, you know, the disabled. So him and I and, you know, my buddy Tate Hale, that we're actually taking Tate Hale up to Utah for his first ever uh, elk hunt. So wow. we're going up there. With, yeah, we're going up there with one of my buddies who's a guide. His name's Sean. And uh, we're taking taking Tate up there, you know, with the, with the sale of the shirts, man. So everybody, you know, if, if you feel good when you're purchasing the shirt because – you know you're helping out somebody you know you may not know who it is but you're really 
helping out more than you know. You know, other than having the best shirt, that best coolest looking shirt on this side of the Mississippi. You know, but <laughs> you know, you're helping out a good cause too. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been it's been really good in the growth that we've been experiencing. I think it's because we're taking action and we're not just saying we're going to do it, but we're doing it. You know, and I think I think people are coming to realization that we're for real, and uh, we're saying what what we say is what we do. And that's that's something that my team and I really abide highly by. You know, I got a very supportive team, and those videos that you're watching are actually made by my buddy Kevin Frederick, who's him and I actually met in a fraternity up here at uh, Texas State, and we we're still in constant contact as well. And he actually goes to nursing school, but you know, whenever he's not busy with nursing school, man, he's helping me wherever he can, and he makes those killer videos. And, you know, really, really documents the experience to let other people see what we're about. So it's definitely not just me running a single show ho by myself. You know, I got I got a really good team down here as well. So it's, it's pretty it's it's really cool to see my younger buddies that are my age, you know, really coming together to make a difference. Um, just like Cody said, um, what's up, man? We just we just called you on the phone and started recording, I feel like. So <laughs> I, I haven't got a chance to say what's up, man. Um you know, one thing I want to touch on is a lot of people talk about doing stuff and, you know, they, they have all these great ideas, but nobody ever really puts it into action. And one thing that you've done is you've taken a lot of action to get what you guys have done so far uh, with disabled outdoorsmen. And, you know, I'm sure it wasn't easy. I'm sure there's, you know, a million hurdles that nobody's seen that you guys yeah. have had to cross. And, um, you know, and then you were just talking like... Um, your brother um with the muscular dystrophy oh yeah my cousin your TJ, cousin yeah. yeah see um you know uh anybody who has a handicap the the people around them are affected as well you know because just going to the park isn't easy and you know just like everybody tells all these people to stay inside you know just chill out and like cody was saying you know it, because it's more work for them so you know basically this whole thing has not been easy and you know in your videos, you guys are having fun and, you know, you guys are outside enjoying what everybody loves to do. So, you know, just props to you again, man, for, uh, for doing this and taking action. So I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it really, really is cool coming from, you know, I've been hunting and fishing my entire life, you know, alongside TJ and, you know, the, the feeling that you get whenever you, you know, you're constantly, you know, harvesting deer, it's, it's still there. It's still cool. But the time, and the one hunt that you take somebody else that it would have been, you know, either really hard for them to go on to afford or for them to find a ranch to be able to go do it on. And just seeing their face and like being with them the whole time and just watching them soak every second of it in to not take anything for granted. It really does put an entirely new perspective of, you know, hunting and the outdoors into perspective. And I didn't even know that that was going to happen before we took, before we brought Sydney down here, I had no idea that I was going to feel that. And I was like, wow, it was like, it was like better than, you know, harvesting your first deer, your first ever buck, you know, the buck fever. Well, I had like buck fever the entire time he was there. It was super, super cool experience. And now I'm hooked on it. You know, it's a hooked feeling um, that I constantly have whenever I'm with these people, whenever I'm watching them enjoy, you know, what we were able to do for them. And it really is a cool, cool experience. And that's why I'm trying to, you know, gather, 
other people and we're letting you know other people come along on these hunts to really experience what it feels like to help somebody you know harvest an animal that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to do without your help and it really is a cool feeling so i love it yeah i could only imagine man we uh we take youth hunting now and when they are successful or someone on their first deer or something my wife on a first deer it's just you know it's an epic feeling for you so i can only imagine you're doing that repeatedly and repeatedly with people that maybe have never done it or you know don't have the opportunity like you're saying but uh, i'd like to go over i noticed on your instagram uh i'd like to go over some of the equipment that you guys have to take these uh disabled hunters out yeah man um as of right now, the two people that, that we, all the three people that we took hunting, they had the equipment that they needed. Um, the way that the way that we set TJ up is, we, it's actually we put a beach ball under his right arm and we get his right arm to at a ninety degree angle to where he can pull the trigger, and the trigger is pretty modified for him, so he can still pull the trigger on it. And then we get a strap that we wrap around the back of his headrest to the front of the scope uh, bracket. And it pulls the gun tight to his chest, and then we put his left hand in a comfortable position in his lap, and uh, we, we, you know, we move the move the rifle horizontally where he needs it to be, and you know he can kind of nudge it with his shoulder or move it a little bit as he needs. But man, other than that, TJ really does it on his own, and it's really really cool to see. Uh, Sydney Smith, you know, he what he needed was his because he, he could you know walk with his prosthetics, so all he needed to do was side his bow in when he got off the plane so we just had to get a you know a, a bow bo- a, bo- a box for him and uh he was you know sighting his, gun, uh, his bow in and he was smoking it and you know a lot of these other hunts that we have coming up like ford on uh, april 17th he's a little boy from south carolina that we're flying down here him and his, him, him and his dad uh, he's going to need a tripod um possibly a high rack you know we already got a high rack that we're going to put on the back of a truck that he's going to be able to get into because um, we're going to go for all dead and you know all dead they're like the texas ram so they're they like real rocky terrain and hilly and so that's going to be uh it's, gonna, it's not going to be an issue but it's going to be a hurdle that my team and i my guide are going to have to get over and uh you know we might have to pick him up and carry his chair and set the tripod down and put him down you know get him comfortable but um we got some pop-up lines that we're going to set him in so every every hunt man it really does change you, you just got to you got to put them in a hunt that you think they're going to be the most successful in. And do I think that the terrain is going to be the easiest for Ford? No, but you know, all that hunt was on his bucket list and his dad told me that. And, you know, I saw the perfect opportunity to check, check that off his list. So I said, shoot, man, we're going to bite the bullet and make it happen for him. I think it's cool that you're not, you know, you're not trying to make it super, super easy for him. You make wanting to make them successful, but they're, I'm sure they appreciate still going through the terrain and still going through the process of hunting. Like, you know, they're just like they're one of us out there hunting, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they really they really don't – the disabled community and TJs and everybody does really really doesn't like, to, you know, people to think that they're below them in any, any way, shape, or form. You know, they don't want them – they just don't like that, and that's what Larry told me as well. He's like, you know, chest held high. I'm, he said, I'm pushing for passion. You know, I really like that slogan, and I think I'm going to put that on a shirt and uh, make, you know, put Larry on the back of it and just quotation and say, push, pushing for passion. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, but, very cool. You know, that puts, that puts it into perspective that Larry is, you know, one of, one of the guys that I personally know that 
every day he wakes up, he's, you know, he's on, he's on, he's on a mission. And, you know, we, my buddy Kevin asked him, you know, if there's one thing you could tell yourself before, prior to your accident, what would it be? And uh, he said, you know, everything's going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. And then he was like, you know, after the accident, you know, tell him, tell yourself that you're going to have a good life. You're, you're, I was like, that is, that's, yeah. that's deep, man. That was super cool. But yeah, you yeah. guys use some night vision, uh, scopes on that. I really liked yeah. that video. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, so. dude, that was, that was insane. That was a guy that I was actually in Nebraska. He lives in Nebraska and he goes to this, he goes to this hog ranch, uh, every, every end of March for like three or four weeks. And, uh, he actually DM'd me on Instagram as well. He's like, Hey buddy, you know, I got this place down here. You should bring one of your guys out. And I was like, all right, absolutely. So I hit up Larry and Larry, you know, he was all, he was already in the truck before I finished my sentence. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, we hauled, we hauled it down there and they had, they had night vision and silencers and, you know, it looked like the dang special forces out there. I was like, Holy smokes, man. It was, you know, when you have, when you have technology like that, it really is a game. It's a whole different ball game, man. Yeah, you, you guys know, are not, putting them down. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you're not scaring them off. You're not. They don't know where you're coming from. It's just, I mean, they're in an open field, and it's just how good of a shot you are. You know, that's pretty sweet. So, yeah, it was it was an awesome time, man. One thing awesome. I'd like to mention, I like. Uh, there's some platforms out there that are doing kind of the same that you, you're doing, but they really focus it on the hunt. And I really like it how you focus it on the individual as much as you focus it on the hunt, because oh, yeah. the end goal is to motivate you know other people to either to get outdoors or to be like if this guy's doing it, I should not feel bad about myself or you know whatever. So yeah, I think it's very cool that you're telling the stories the way that you are, instead of a lot of other platforms are just telling like the hunting story and not really giving you the background on on the guy or or girl or whatever you have on. So that's something we can cover. Uh, what, what's kind of some of your plans for the future? Yeah, man. So the, the five-year plan that my buddies and I have set in place and I, the board of directors that we have um, do is we want to do a hunt a month, you know, whenever we get, whenever we really get the ball rolling. And we, we're starting to get that going already. And actually in April, we're doing two hunts in a month. But we want to do a hunt a month. We want to get in contact with as many people as we can to spread the word. Um, I want to get in the fifth year, I want to do an actual disabled outdoorsman convention. So where I want to go to either Bay or a big city somewhere and have every adaptive mobility company in the industry. It doesn't have to be hunting or fishing. Anybody, I amputee blade runners that make the prosthetics, make it easier for people to run, you know, have them out there fitting people out, have, the outfitters that make the Polaris with the ramps out there, you know, talking to people, spreading the word on what they do, having truck companies out there, having, you know, trigger companies, slit trigger companies, all these other, all these other companies that make it, you know, have help the people that are, that need their equipment in the outdoors. Cause man, I'll tell you, not, you know, not a lot of people know about the adaptive sport equipment out there. That's going to help them be successful in the next year. And I really want to bring everybody together that wants to, of course, veterans, little kids, mom and dads, everybody that's disabled or wants to get back in the outdoors and have everybody come out to this event and everybody can see what's going on in the industry and that, you know, they're not, the, the community's not overlooked anymore. And that's, that's, that's the main focus and the main mission that I want to get done in the future is, I, hey, they're not, they're here and we're going to, we're going to help them. You know, it's a lot of people, 
you know, that are my age, not, not, not anybody that I particularly know, but just in general, you know, sometimes I can get, well, if it's not going to help me or if it's not going to make me money or if it's not going to get me, you know, big, then I don't want anything to do with it. And that's kind of the mentality that I see going to, going to school and Texas state and stuff like that. But man, when you get together and you really know what you want to do and help the community out, it really is a better feeling than having, you know, zeros in your bank account. And people just don't, people just don't understand that. And yes, money's important and you need it, but you can't put a price on changing somebody's life. And, uh, you know, I, I really, that's, I really want people to understand that and to make this cause nationwide. And I want to open up different branches of disabled outdoorsmen in different states and have our headquarters here in Texas and, you know, have, have my buddies that are, in different states, you know, run the offices for disabled outdoorsmen in those states, you know, and that way we can help as many people as possible. And it's not just us in Texas, but hey, if you're in South Carolina and you want to go, you know, red fishing, well, hey, I know this guy, Bobby, who owns a boat, more than willing to take you out, you know, stuff like that. So we just need to get the word out more and uh, change, change some things around to help more people. That is a solid plan, yeah. man. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I like I like the you know, the multi state thing. That's a really good idea. You you can reach more people and uh I agree with what you said, you know, a lot of people um they're in it for their self or they're in it for the glory, you know, to be known as someone and I really dig what you're doing, man. You're that's why I wanted to have you on cuz your story deserves to be told and deserves to reach as many ears and faces as possible, you know, because it is important and what you are, you know, what you're doing, it should be, you know, motivational and it should strike a fire in other people to say, Hey, I could, you know, I could be a part of that or I could help out do that. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. The five yeah, year plan. And then the event where all that's together, I would like to go to that. And, yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not disabled, but just to know what is out there um, would be very cool. I think to go to and, and, and walk and understand and then that might be awesome be a great place to you know pick up new volunteers or maybe new property or something like that where a person might be able to go so yeah man absolutely it doesn't i mean you don't have to be an adaptive company to come out you know we can have gun companies arr companies you know rifle companies camo company you know everybody that wants to come can come but you know the main focus and majority on the spots are the booths that we're going to you know, give out are going to be, you know, to see how it's going to help our community. Yeah. You know, it's going to be awesome, man. I, I agree with that. It should be based around that just to be able to spread that knowledge. Cause that's something that I don't really know a lot about, you know, I don't know what's out there. I seen just from some of your pictures, the adaptable triggers, you know, and then yeah. the chairs and then, uh, I seen the golf cart at the yeah. golf event. That was really cool. Yeah, so. see, nobody nobody even really knows about that solo rider, man. So, you know, have that company come out there and then, oh, well, you know what? I like I like to play golf, too. I never knew this was out there. You know, maybe now I can play. Yeah. Boom. You know, that that, that whole event made it, made it worth it because yeah. that one guy now knows he can play golf. Yeah, for sure. How do you go about, um, you know, picking what activity somebody's going to do? I know you said that, you know, um, that little boy had, you know, an Dad hunt on his bucket list. Um, you know, and then Larry, you know, you got a message on Instagram and then, you know, you asked Larry to go. So, um, 
is it more of a choice for them or is it, you know, just whatever you got open and, you know, somebody would be interested in it? Yeah. So what I do is I, I know, I know the ranches with the, what animals they have on them. And I know, you know, particularly speaking, when I'm talking to my community or the community that I'm in touch with, I, I see where they want to go. I see what they want to do and I see what animal that they want to try to harvest. And so I try to match up with what disabled outdoorsman ranch, which, which ranches we have that are open at the time that don't have hunters or that, you know, just get that we can go on. And then I try to match it with what they want to do. So Larry, he's a big, big hog guy, pig man. And uh, I knew it was perfect for him because, you know, he, he loves to go pig hunt. And with Ford, you know, he, his dad told me a long time ago that, you know, he wants to do, I mean, on his bucket list is an all dad hunt. You know, that's like at the top of his list. And I was like, you know, that's not very hard to put two and two together for that. And then when we brought Sydney down, I just asked him, you know, have you ever harvested a whitetail? And he said, no. And I said, well, we're going to be your first time. We're going to be your first people to do it with. And so I really just try to match up the hunt with the person and the individual. And I really ask them, uh, you know, well, what do you think about this? And if they're all, you know, uh, you know, big Google eyes for it and they're fired up, then, you know, I know that that's, that's going to be something that we can definitely try to get done for them. And, uh, you know, the events that we do when we have them there really differs. Um, you know, we'll, we'll play some washers or we'll hang around the campfire, grill out, cook. I mean, and just the stories that they share, you know, I try to, I try to bring them by to meet TJ. You know, we, we fly them to San Antonio airport and uh, I try to take them by to meet TJ and just watch them share stories and hang out and just talk about, you know, what, what they put on hunts they've done or where they've been. And to watch Sydney Smith and TJ talk about their stories and just watch Sydney, you know, get, you know, Sydney's inspirational by himself, you know, but even Sydney told us, you know, that TJ's his inspiration. And to see, it's like a chain of effects to see these people get inspired by each other that, that they never even knew existed before, you know, we were able to bring them together. And it just sets a whole new fire under them that like, Hey, we're in this together and we're both doing it, you know, like, damn it, let's get out there and do it together. And so that's, that's the really cool part about it too, is watching them exchange stories and hang out with everybody. And, you know, then they're themselves and they're not, they're not in society where people may be looking at them or judging them. They're with, they're with their good buddies that they love and trust. And I mean, we try to make them feel as homey as possible. And we try to get, you know, the food that they like to eat before they get there and the drinks, you know, I was just on the phone with Ford with Ford's dad and I was you know, asking him what, what Ford likes to eat and drink. So that way, you know, he feels as most home as he can. And the big, the, the hurdle that we kind of had with Ford coming down was Ford's fed on a feeding tube. And so with that, I mean, he can't physically eat food. And so his dad had to, his dad was worried because he didn't want to pre, he had to pre-make his formula that he is that he feeds Ford, but he didn't have a cooler to bring it down in. And, uh, well, I was like, well, he's like, honestly, we'll have to get a Yeti, but we'll just have to see, you know, if the finances will be there. And I was like, well, how big of a Yeti do you need? Because I really wanted to make this trip happen for Ford because I heard he was kind of going through a tough time at school and my team and I wanted to make it happen. So he was like, well, probably a Tundra 35. So we have we have a couple of discount cards from Yeti. And so we went and got it, picked him up a Tundra 35 and my buddy Wes Sadler shipped it up to him. And he, Wes Sadler really helps me out with disabled outdoors and two, and he sh we shipped it up to him, and you know now they have it. Now they're going to have it forever, with you know possibly other trips that people can take him on. But now they don't. That's one less thing that 
they're going to have to worry about, you know, is oh, how we're going to get Ford's food down. You know, now they can focus their energy on something a little more positive, you know, to where, like, you know, now we can store the meat in here when we're coming home or something, you know? Yeah. It's man. just a, That's incredible, yeah, so. man. Yeah. Super solid. Uh, we, you, uh, you talked about Sydney's hunt a little bit and I got to watch the video, but a lot of our listeners probably have it. So I, I want you to kind of describe the hunt and then describe Sydney's reaction. Cause I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, just go yeah. ahead and go in, describe the hunt and, uh, you can go from beginning to end if you want, and then just kind of describe his action and, or his reaction and what he was feeling at that moment. Yeah, man. So Sydney Smith never has harvested a whitetail before, you know, big, big mule deer, big elk guy. He's, you know, killed many, many elk and mule deer. But when he got, when he got down here, man, before we went on the hunt, you know, he brought his bow downstairs and, you know, my buddy, Jeremy, who takes care of TJ full time, you know, he's, he's about my age, maybe a little older. He messaged, he started messing with Sydney. He's like, well, Sydney, you're going to shoot him straight out there today. He's like, I hope so. You know, we were, he was kind of making him nervous, which is kind of messed up, but funny at the same time because Sydney, he's a big jokester back. <laughs> and uh, so we, we load up into the Polaris, and uh, you can see Sydney, you know, he's fired up. He won't stop moving. He's got, his binoc- he's got his binos wrapped around his neck. He's ready to rock and roll. And we start driving around, and uh, TJ, had the, TJ had the deer picked out that he wanted Sydney to go for away before. And it surprised me, too, because I thought we were going for a different one. And uh, right when we, right when we see him, uh, TJ's like, "Hey, Sydney, that's your deer." And Sydney, we were up, we were up in the back of the Polaris. It like, has like a little high rise on it. And Sydney looks back at us, and his jaw is literally on the floor. And I'm just like, "Yes, sir." And he he, he punches Jeremy in the arm like kind of hard because <laughs> he's just so fired up. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremy's kind of like, "Ow, dude!" Like, damn. It's like, sorry, sorry. And so we, we can't get a shot on the on the buck. He keeps he's in he's chasing this doe in heat. So he's running with his head down, like not he's just running everywhere, not caring about anybody in his way. And we finally finally get him to where he's laid down. And Sydney gets out and he gets on his knees and he's one knee down, one one foot like a you know, like ninety degree angle and he pulls back the bow and the deer gets up. And he looks at Jeremy and he's like, am I good to go? And Jeremy's like, you're ready to rock and roll if you are. And the deer's like 41 yards away, which is pretty dang far. Yeah, it looked you know, far like, in the video. Yeah, I, it did. Yeah. yeah, pretty dang far. And, you know, it's you come this far for a hunt, for a trip, you know, the flight time, the amount of security, out, like the hours you're in security, especially with Sydney because of his prosthetics. And just all the troubles that he had to go through to get to this moment to where all he has to do is flip the trigger and it's gonna either be a badass trip or he's gonna be mad at himself for a couple for a while and he lets he flings the arrow and i swear it was like slow motion for all of us you can just see this arrow like go over this little hill and it just perfectly hits the deer like right in the right in the vitals and the deer kicks his hind legs and runs and sydney's like kind of crouching down watching the whitetail run and uh it fumbled it like crumbles over the next hill probably not even 100 hundred yards away and you just see you see Sydney turn around and he's like biting his hat and then he like throws his <laughs> arms out he like throws his arms out and he starts laughing and yelling and then he like looks at Jeremy and he, Jeremy goes up to give him a high five and 
Sidney just jumps up on him like his dad just bought him a big, <laughs> yeah. like a big like a big tub of ice cream when he's eight years old. Yeah, it, it just jumps up on him and he's like yelling and cheering. And then Sydney's a grown man, you know, very beautiful family. Like this kid, I mean, he's not he's not twenty years old to where you know any any animal is still gonna get you super fired up. You know, that's super super exciting to see him like that because you know you take you bring someone out there that might pay for the hunt to where they're looking for the biggest deer and they want it to happen if it doesn't happen they're going to be you know talking talking mess in your ear the entire trip you know like it's the guide's fault that they couldn't get you on something i mean sometimes it may be but not all the time but when you when you're taking people out like sydney that are just there for the experience and you have no pressure on you to make the kill i mean you, you do you do but it's not you know what what it can what it could be and it's just an entire different experience. And to watch watch him walk up to the whitetail after he put it down and just like look at like watching him just like admire it and just hold it is super, super cool, humbling experience. And it made me, you know, it, it made me feel like I, I put the deer down, you know, like I, I bowed it and put it down. But it's just an entirely different experience. And for anybody listening, I really hope that you, you know, anybody you know that maybe disabled that you you know haven't talked to in a while give them a phone call give them a ring shoot them an email if you got their email anybody in high school that you know and just be like hey you want to go fishing or hunting i guarantee you it'll change the way that you look in the outdoors 100 yeah that's a good message to reach out to somebody that you might know that might need a little extra help or they might not be going because they feel like they're a strain on somebody but uh yeah i love that video with sydney he was he jumped up on him, and he was, you know, he walked up to the deer, and he didn't want to grab it at first. He was no, just he, walking around looking at he, it. He like poked it twice, yeah. you know, and I was like, oh, "It's down, yeah. man," you know. And yeah. then he really got pumped up. Yeah, he wanted to make sure, man. Yeah, he wanted to make sure it was down. Pretty incredible, and uh, it's it's awesome that you are, you know, like I said, you have the passion to do this, but then you also get to experience all this. It's got to be incredibly humbling to to experience it, you know you know hunt after hunt after hunt and uh once you experience that a few times i mean hunting by yourself wouldn't be near as good anymore i'd imagine oh yeah yeah it's definitely i mean getting to hunt alongside tj and jeremy you know it really does i'm really lucky to be able to do that you know hunt alongside tj and just listen to him and i talk and jeremy in the blind and just i mean tj is a funny he's a funny guy i swear to god he's He's one of the funniest guys I know, and just talk to be able to hang out with him all the time. I mean, I'm just we're just lucky to be able to have that guy. You know, he's every morning he gets me up in the morning, and I know he gets my buddies and Jeremy and my, my parents up. You know, he's just a big inspiration to all of us, and uh, being able to hunt with him every every hunting season is just super humbling. And now being able to bring people to meet TJ and to hunt alongside both of them and for TJ to share his knowledge with them is just something that I think a lot of people are going to get a joy out of. Yeah. That's incredible, man. I'm excited to see what you guys do in the future. Uh, how long have you guys been going? So we've been going for two years. Two I started years. it. My, I started it my sophomore year of college and it's like starting anything. It, it, it was slow and it was hard, but man, right when we brought Sydney down, and right when I started putting, you know, all my effort into it outside of school and work, whenever I had free time, this this was my, you know, my side hustle and I was putting everything I had into it. It really started to get traction. 
Yeah, I so, think you guys are doing incredibly well. I hope mm-hmm. we can help get to more traction. I know that we have – we'll be getting some messages about this this podcast. So, um, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, where can everybody find you? I know that you're on YouTube, uh, but where else Where else are you at? Yeah, man, if you want to go to YouTube or Instagram at Disabled Outdoors in the USA – or if you want to get some apparel, you can go to shop.disabledoutdoorsman.com. Or if you want to look us up on Facebook, we're on Facebook as well, Disabled Outdoorsman USA. And uh, either of those, I run the, the Instagram and the Facebook. So if you shoot me a message on there, I'll be the one. You know, shoot me something back or return any message or comment. So if you know anybody that's disabled or you know friend brother family whatever it is get in contact with me or if you want to you know possibly help on the next hunt that's in your state and we're coming there you know more than welcome to tag along and see what it really feels like to to hunt alongside one of these inspiration guys or girls so that's where Incredible you can find man, us yeah. i'm saying it'd be next level for sure yeah so i i really like your t-shirt how many t-shirt designs do you have out right now uh, I think five or six. I think it might be six. I'm gonna get one of those Sydney shirts with the backdrop. Those sick. So uh, the the new ones that we put out. Yeah. Which ones? Yeah, the new ones that you put out with like the pink and the. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been I've been selling those up at college like wildfire, man. Nice. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. They got they got that style. That's good, man. I'm uh, I'm super proud of you, dude. I don't even know you, but man, I'm super proud yeah. of you for yeah. for taking it on and. And doing the side hustle game, we know how much it is, how much work it is to run a social media and still work, and you know, plus going to school. I mean, you got a lot on your plate, so uh, it might it may not mean very much coming from a guy from <laughs> Illinois. You really don't know, but I, I'm proud of you, man. I, it it is it's super awesome what you're doing, and uh, you should be proud of yourself. So, oh, I appreciate it, man. It really does mean a lot. And whenever I'm whenever we're doing this, it really doesn't even feel like we're working at all. You know, it just it's just it, we just enjoy doing it so I, I really appreciate the words though brother it means a lot you got anything homie nope nope that's it man um you know appreciate you coming on um you know just like cody said i hope we can get some traction for you um you know keep doing your thing man because you're doing something pretty awesome i appreciate it amigo that means a lot we'll, we'll keep hammering at it We'll keep we'll keep trying to make the snowball down the hill bigger and bigger and ride the ride the momentum wave as long as we can and uh, we'll keep hammering at it. Heck yeah, man! So, All our listeners, go out there, follow their social media, uh, see what these guys are doing, watch their YouTube. It, it's definitely worth your time. Very uh, emotional at times, uh, inspiring, and uh, for some college guys that are in texas to do it that makes it even better you know what i mean it really shows what these guys are about so uh hey man we appreciate you coming on absolutely man appreciate you having me on brother it was fun man this was a good one yeah you know just people that you don't even know are doing great things are out there doing great things and it's really cool to discover them and give them the the spotlight and the floor to talk about what they're doing yeah, I mean, he's doing some incredible things that, I mean, some people find it out through social media, but I'm, I hope our listeners follow through and, and follow him and and just, you know, get motivated by what he's doing. And one thing I really like that he said is, you know, 
we're doing this, but if you have someone that's disabled or someone that, you know, you know, has a kid that's disabled or something, invite them out just to go fishing or something, or just go outside and walk or go on a shed hunt or something simple like that. You know, um, that was super cool. Cause I, I don't really know any disabled kids or adults around me, but I wish I did because that is something that we could definitely do. Mm-hmm. Take them out to snake den and, and do some fishing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it would be epic for them, but it would just be ordinary for us, you know, but just to, to be able to show that passion to, to someone. And like he said, there's people out there that do care. And another thing that was really awesome was he's talking about all the, the gear for, for the disabled hunters mm-hmm. and disabled in general to get around mobility wise. You got to ride the hoorah chair I did at the Elmwood show. So uh, you got a little feel for it there. But uh, if you guys have any questions about uh, disabled outdoorsmen, any of the gear that they're running um, message Weston Jenkins or disabled outdoorsmen on Instagram, um, get out there, um, make an impact, man. That's yeah. what I'm going to say in this one. Make an impact. That is a good one. Leave a legacy and wait till legacy's out.